Last in Line Nation, welcome to another episode of encouragement, another episode that will equip you and empower you to be the best version of yourself. As you know, Last in Line Leadership is all about equipping, encouraging, and empowering people to identify and utilize their gifts for leadership and to provide practical tools for growth and purpose in your life. So settle into this episode, enjoy, and be ready to walk away different than you came in. Last in line nation, here we are again, another gold session episode with our panel of three superstars. Um, We brought them to you in January. Uh, We got a little new addition to the group today, uh, doing some relief pitching uh, is our guy. And uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, we're going to do some some power talk today. And I, I meant to bring my fire extinguisher because we're calling this one fire drill. Uh, F-I-R-E. And last in line, faithful, I think you understand the, the, the word breakdown, the acronyms that we love to do here. Uh, the fire drill is going to be about being fearless, being invested, getting redirected sometimes. And finally, we're going to get engaged. So the F-I-R-E is going to be full of power, going to be full of gold, and ultimately, probably some heat. So we're just going to give you the warning up front. But before I do all that, hey, my three heavy hitters today, I've got Chip Baker, and I've got Stuart Hardy, and I've got Chaz Jackson. We're going to give Chip a chance to talk about who Chip is real quick and his uh, his ministry and platform. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Well, hey, John, thanks so much for the opportunity to be on with you, man. Uh, I consider it an honor anytime I get a chance to hang out with you and talk life and faith and success. So really been looking forward to the session. But myself, Chip Baker, I'm a fourth generation educator, teacher, former coach. Um, I've been doing that for a while. I have the Success Chronicles where I interview people from all walks of life and just share their stories for positive inspiration and motivation. Also author, speaker, life coach. So Man, looking forward to hanging out with my guys. Let's go get it, baby. Let's go. Good start. Good start. And my man, Mr. Stuart Hardy. Hey, John. Thanks again for the opportunity. Uh, You mentioned you're surrounded by heavy hitters, but, uh, you know, I'm coming in on – coming in in relief in the bullpen, kind of a middle reliever, not bringing the heat from the closer. But, hey, just happy to be here. Um, As Chip said, you know, anytime we get to hang out and just talk about life is is a blessing because I always leave – um, blessed and more encouraged than when I than, than when I came. So I appreciate it. I'm a part of an organization called All In Sports Outreach, and we we exist to encourage coaches and athletes and communities in their walk with Christ. And one of the things we do is, is do a podcast interviewing coaches and athletes and just bringing sports and faith together just with this idea that everybody has a story. Um, and so just allowing people to tell stories. So good, man. So good. And uh, last but not least, speaking of blessings and speaking of gifts in a gift, I've got a guy by the name of Chaz Jackson. Talk about yourself, sir. John, like these other guys, I just want to start off by saying thank you for allowing me to be on your platform. It's always a blessing to to be in front of you, great men of God. And and for me, we're a bunch of pets. I'm a husband, I'm a father, teaching educator. Uh, the brand is gift in a gift. Uh, I truly believe we're all gifted differently to make a difference. Uh, so I've been, you know, blessed to do that through speaking and encouraging, uh, you know, people uh, to find clarity, uh, understand accountability, 
and just finding purpose in life that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm very passionate about allowing people to understand that, hey, you are not too small to be a difference maker right now, wherever you are, wherever your circumstances are. And, you know, delivering that through speaking engagement and coaching and training sessions, um, you know, I feel, you know, as, as we strive to grow, to become our greatest version of ourselves and add value to ourselves, we'd be more intentional to value other people and serve and add value to other people. So I'm just uh, blessed to be in that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. And all three of these guys are doing exactly what they say they do. And audience, you couldn't have picked a better day. Um, I get more out of this than you guys might, because I love hearing these guys and their perspective. So this is a blessing to me. I'm treating myself today uh, along with you because my, my desire here, and I'll speak for these guys, is these episodes actually leave the kingdom better than the way they found it when we walked in. And, and, and in, in turn, you guys listening walk away different than you came in. So that's the goal. That's what we're about. So let's kick it. Let's kick it off. Um, we're going to get hot and heavy uh, with the fire drill today. And we're going to start off uh, with Mr. Chip. Same rotation as the intros. And, and I'm going to go into these questions. Uh, and we're going to just chop it up real informal, real laid back, guys. Um, you know, fearless. That's our first, wor first word, fire drill, F-I-R-E, fearless, okay? We talk about fear. We talk about fear versus faith. We talk about courage versus cowardice. That could be in all areas of life. We, it can be in our career, our homes. It can be in our churches even, our schools, wherever we face fear. So let me just dive right in. Uh, talk about a time where maybe you guys felt a little bit paralyzed or stuck by fear? Chip? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I, when I hear you ask that question, uh, I don't think of just one experience. I think of many. Right, because you know, there's been many. You know, as our life, you know, we face challenges, and when we grow through those challenges, you know, there's always thoughts of, you know, uh, am I good enough? Am I capable? Uh, do I have what it takes to achieve this? You know, and so, you know, for me, I think you know, I've kind of felt like, you know, maybe I'm not capable, or maybe I'm not good enough. But I think the the way we get through that is a few things. I think first. We have to remember whose we are. And I know everybody's heard this, you know, we have to remember whose we are, you know, not just who we are. And so in knowing that, you realize that, hey, I'm a one of one. Hold on. So I, I'm a one of one. Like there's nobody else in the world like me, right? So just knowing that in itself tells me, okay, like he made me good enough, right? So whatever it is I want to be, do, see, strive to achieve, I already have it within me. I just have to realize that and then go make it happen. And so really, uh, we have to learn how to uh, rap, right? And, and you know, I know you like the acronym, so I'm going to hit you with this one. Uh, you know, we have to learn how to recover, adapt, and add positivity. You know, in our, in our being, uh, having fear, you know, growing through those things, getting the reps, getting the right reps, it makes us better. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, John, you know, the more we get reps, the better we get and the less fearless we get, because now we've had those reps. We, we recovered from it. We adapted from it. We added positivity and we've learned from it. 
So now you get to a point to where you you gain the momentum. Yeah. Right. And then the next thing you're like, hey, what you gonna throw at me now? Let's go. You know, then you're ready for the challenge. And that's kind of what it's been for me. That's so good, man. That's so good. And, you know, as we segue over to Stuart, you know, we'll build on that. And, you know, in addition to maybe Stuart has a, a personal situation where he had to overcome some fear, but also talk about how we deflect it. You know, Chip did a good job laying that foundation on the fear talk. So Stuart, talk about it, maybe a time where fear got the better of you or, or you were at risk of it getting the better of you and you had to deflect it. Talk about that experience. You know, there's been, you know, as I was thinking through this and even as Chip's talking, the, I can, I can name a bunch of times when I've been fearful because I, I have a fear of failure. Um, also some, uh, if I'm in a new situation, sometimes I fear not being accepted. And so that's a, that's an ongoing struggle, but there's a couple of times though in my life that fear got the best of me. Um, and when I was going into the eighth grade, our family moved for the first time. My parents had never moved. So it was new for all of us. And so I'm scared to death. I mean, I've been around the same church, same friends, my whole life. I'm, I'm 14, you know, and so I was, I was scared to death of, of going to a new school, of finding a new church. I, don't, I didn't know how to make new friends because mm-hmm. I'd been in the same town my whole life. Um, so that's one. And then I made a, a decision um, when I was 18, not, I didn't think about it a lot, but it ended up being a really good decision. I enlisted in the Air Force right out of high school. And that, that plane trip into San Antonio at nine o'clock at night, getting on that bus, I was scared to death because I thought I wanted to leave mom and dad's house. But when it was reality, I was fearful. So that's just two that really come to my mind initially. But I bring those up because then I have to realize that um, a fear of failure was in both of those. Yeah. A fear of not being accepted was in both of those because I was going into new environments. And it's like, if I screw this up, I'm done. It was, it was my mm-hmm. mindset. But then I have to realize that, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of fear. I think a healthy fear is good. Right. Right. You know, and I think it goes back to what in, in Proverbs, you're talking about the fear of the Lord, fearing the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's a reverence, right? So I need to have a reverence of those. I have to high, have a high regard for, for even failure because as Chip talks about a lot, um, it's through those times we grow the most. And I mentioned those two things is when fear paralyzed me because if I'm really honest with myself now at 48, those two situations in life, I grew the most. Yeah. And it's because once I got over this fear and I realized to Chip's point, whose I am, that those things are not worth being scared over because the battle's won. That's it. God created me to be me. So why am I scared? Why am I fearful of messing up? And why am I fearful whether people accept me or not? I don't care because I am who God created me to be. And when I hit those times of adversity, when the fear comes in, especially when it's a fear of failure, yeah, that's when I grow the most. And those yeah. two situations, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for those two situations and probably the fear of failure in those two situations. Because had I gone in with no fear, then I wouldn't have grown an ounce. I probably, I probably would have failed at that point. Yeah. But having that fear of failure and overcoming it was uh, it's created me who I am today. That's awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, I, Hey, the fear of the unknown and the fear of hypotheticals that we magnify in our brains, in our minds is really where this whole paralysis begins. It's about something that hadn't even happened yet. That's where we get into problems. Hey, the softball is on the tee for Mr. Chaz Jackson. Talk about fear. Wow. There's so much uh, good information has been given already. And, and now I'll pity back off of both of these guys. There's so many situations and and stories that comes to mind, but um, I feel God's leading me to share share this story. So, so for my 32nd birthday, uh, I I went into a, a situation where I was wanting to overcome some fear of going skydiving. So, so I had this group of friends. They they was on the the path to going with me. And I remember the day of all my guys, they backed out on me, uh, thinking about going 10,000 feet in the air, jumping out of a plane in a tandem position with someone else. And just feeling paralyzed. Like I, was, I remember being in that suit after signing the waiver. And I was like, man, I'm not going to jump out of this plane. Like, Chad, what are you thinking about? Right. Mm-hmm. And it was this 82 year old lady. She had went before me. And I remember her being intentional. She got on that plane, she came down, you know, she she did she landed wrong and hurt her knee, but the whole ideals behind her being intentional and going through with it, it was like, I seen she had that success. I see she landed. And for me, like, when I see stuff like that, I use it as leverage questions for me. It's like, uh, you know, I had that fear. I was like, man, this 82 year lady, she did this, but I gotta go up there and do it. I gotta do it, I gotta accomplish this. So I went up there, guys, still fearful. And I remember on the other side of that fear, when I jumped out of that plane, it was bliss, right? It was one of the best experiences I ever had. It's words cannot explain it. You know, when I got down back on land, it was like I drunk uh, 10 pots of coffee, man. My adrenaline was crazy. It was a rush. But, but I mentioned that story because of two things. One, you know, when we're dealing with fear, um, I heard the acronym of fear, false expectations appearing real. You know, things are not going to work out the way that you plan. I mentioned before I even shared a story, you know, I thought other people was going to do it with me. That didn't work out. And, you know, at times for you to really overcome that fear, you're going to have to take action by yourself, right? You have mm-hmm. to be someone to believe in yourself and other people are going to come along the second thing that comes to mind was that that 82 that 82 year old lady right so um, you know when we're thinking about that fear it's, it's really good to get people in front of you that are ahead of you so she went before me she showed me that it was possible so that helped give me confidence to push past the fear that I was having with that skydiving experience yeah. and she kind of laid out that blueprint even and she didn't even know that she was doing it for me but she yeah. did you know, it was yeah. like, man, I seen her accomplish it. I seen her overcome her fear of doing it. So, you know, that gave me the leverage to push past and overcome that obstacle. And like I said, it was one of the best experiences. I will never forget it because yeah. uh, that fear will bring bliss if you if you have the courage to go beyond it. Yeah, of course. And and what a story because. 
what a parallel we could draw with jumping out of a plane without a parachute because sometimes that's what fear feels like and uh good story man and and what i hear you say and all of us are saying is man we blow this thing up so big in our mind but if we can just get to the other side of it man god loves showing up in those moments so it even magnifies our ability to yield to him to yield to what he is whose we are in him and i mean i think I think fear, like, like Stuart said, fear is a healthy thing sometimes whenever we defer it in the right places and we, we yield to the right things to fill that void. So perfect, perfect segue, perfect foundation. We're building a, a four-wall refuge here, and we just nailed that first one, fearless. The next one in our fire drill, guys, is the I. And I've got down here invested. And guys, we, we invest our time, our efforts, our talents, our resources. We even invest in relationships, right? So how we invest in certain things is how we determine, I believe, our significance level is determined by our commitment level. And our commitment level really is proof in what we invest in. So that's where we are committed, where we are invested. So what, Chip, would you say, man, what do you get invested in? What do you get rooted in? What are you all in, bought into when the heat and the pressure is high in this whole fire drill we call life, man? I think for me, uh, you know, just like with the military, you know, you sink to your level of training, right? And so uh, another key component that, that I uh, always continue to remember is, and you've heard me say this before, you know, uh, input equals output, right? So yeah. like you can't expect great things to happen for you if you ain't put in the work to yeah. make great things happen for you, right? And so in knowing that, I just hold on to uh, really my core uh, common principles. For me, uh, that's faith, family, and, and making a positive impact. And then, you know, again, I'm gonna go acronym on you. You know, you talked about uh, actions, I look at CIA, you know, consistency, impact, and actions, right? Yeah. I, I want to be consistent in everything I do as far as being invested. Uh, I want to strive to make a positive impact in everything that I do, right? And none of that stuff happens if I don't put in the proper actions to make those things happen. So, like, yeah, I can talk about it. But for me, I'm more so about being about it, right? And, and yeah. I think that that's what I hold on to. Uh, with uh, with investing, that's so good too. Because, I mean, I mean, you kind of reinforce my original introduction comment when we talk about invested. Is our significance really is it lacks its potential if we're not committed? So, in your words, you know, if you're doing the right work, come and do the work, do the right work, and yeah. stay in that moment, right? And, uh, and then significance follows, because I think significance is even further than just success. So, Stuart, what do you have to add as far as invested goes uh, when you talk about being rooted, um, even focused? Like if we're dialed in, right, we're focused on the right things and we've got distractions. Talk a little bit about your ways to stay invested. When I think about rooted, I think about, about the big oak tree. You know, it's mm -hmm. got the real strong roots. And if the roots aren't healthy, then the tree is going to die, right? So what am I 
what are my roots? Um, and, you know, it kind of goes, goes a little bit with, with what Chip said. You know, it's what am I putting in? You know, and it starts with me uh, spiritually is number one. You know, yeah. what, what, what am I feeding myself every day to make the, 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 the roots or the foundation of my life stable? Because, I mean, Jesus told the parable, you know, of, of you know, building, building your foundation on, mm-hmm. on rocks or, you know, the, the soft ground. But if it's a strong foundation, when the storm comes, the house is going to stand. And it's not if, it's when the heat's going to get turned up. Right. I'm not talking about summer in Texas either, you know. Yeah. When adversity comes, it's going to, so it's, you know, so I try to, I try to be very intentional um, about what goes in. And I think that mm-hmm. goes with, um, you know, it starts with integrity, uh, you know, doing, doing the right thing all the time. And when the lights are off, when the camera's off, what am I doing? When I'm by mm-hmm. myself, am I doing the right thing? It's easier to do the right thing when everybody's looking. Right. We can jump on here on Zoom and you know, yep. it looks all great. But what am I doing when the lights are off, the doors closed? Um, so that's something I think is it's very important to me. Um, am I perfect at it? No. Do I fail at it? Yes. But I think that's that's one of those roots. And, you know, and, and then the second root, if you will, is is being accountable, is having people um, that hold me accountable every day. So when the heat is turned up, I can reach out to them you know, and they can speak that life into me and help me get through, through that, that tough situation. I just think, and then another thing, I think another route for me is love. Um, mm. You know, if I'm, if I'm loving, good. You know, if I, number one, if I'm loving God well, that means I'm going to be loving my family well. If I'm loving my wife well, then I'm going to love my kids well. Then I'm going to love others well. So keeping that all in, in the right perspective. So when the, you know, and, you know, and I think it the, another piece of that is it helps you, remember what's important. Yeah. And a lot of times it's that when the heat is up in certain areas, it's those things are not even the most important things. And then we get distracted by that. So it's remembering what's most important, which is those strong roots that hopefully I am that healthy Oak tree. Absolutely. Wow. What a great picture. Um, and all of you, you know, so far what you're, you guys are describing is what I call non-negotiables within yourself like those are things that don't move right those are down deep like you said the root of the oak tree and so man chaz uh deliver the deliver the final blow man, here you on, got, you on got this me going last i gotta follow up these guys it's like these guys are bringing the heat man <laughs> they stole your thunder man <laughs> no this is all good stuff and, and what these giants are sharing there's no better way of putting it and, and yeah. I agree wholeheartedly and, and I got to stay on that same boat you know I feel uh, for me my values my interests and my principles matter it helps me stay rooted and and for me when I when I explain a value I say you know a standard or belief that you choose to filter your life decisions through so you know when I think about that you know I think research shows that we have over like 50,000 thoughts a day right so um, our thoughts create actions and our actions create consequences. So for me, one of my highest values is loving and seeking God. So um, painting a picture here. So if I have a thought and I have an action in between that, if I build, a, I, I, I strive to build a bridge between my thoughts and my actions with that value. So, you know, out of those 50,000 thoughts or a give or take, you know, when it's going across that bridge, 
And it has to come in contact with me loving and seeking God. That's constantly uh, putting me in that perspective of how I'm going to take my next action and what consequence is going to come out of that, right? It's kind of like, you know, you have the thought of being hungry. What's going to be your action? Go to the refrigerator. What's going to be the consequence, right? You're going to get full or you're not going to, you're going to be dissatisfied. So um, I think we just got to be real intentional. And, and for me, when I began to look at things in that fashion, my, my life became more predictable. I began to get more clarity. Mm-hmm. And I became more magnetic of attracting the things that God was calling me to do. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I feel. That's about. real good. That's real good, man. Uh, man, y'all, y'all both or all three of y'all hit that from, from all different angles. I love that too. Cause those perspectives are, are fresh and solid. Uh, we, uh, we're going to move right along into some of the ways we get redirected in our lives and how I like to, term this sometimes is how do we adjust our emotional or our spiritual GPS system? We got so many distractions in the world right now. And, uh, you know, it's easy with information coming at us. We don't even have to go get it. We can just sit back and it comes to us. So we got to filter that, right? So we're, we're, let's talk about time, Chip, in your life when, uh, or, or even right now, uh, you know, times where you've had to sort of course correct maybe or assess the situation, make adjustments along the way. That might have happened a time or two, right? Maybe. Or 5,000. 5,000. Yeah. yeah, I think I think life is living and learning. You know, um, the beauty of that is, we know that, you know, none of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. I think if we can assume one thing, we probably can assume that we're all broken. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, in that it's important to know that, and there's beauty in that process of living and learning. And so, you know, I welcome the, uh, the failures because I know like we got, we have talked about, you know, mm-hmm. when we have those big failures, we have the biggest blessings that come in our life. Right, we achieve those great things, and so for me, I just strive to remain even keel. Uh, I think, you know, in the good times when amazing things are happen happening, you know, I strive to remain humble. You know, uh, be be grateful for the blessings. You know, and then you know, in the bad times, you know, my goal is to seek the blessings in the lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. And remain hungry, right? And you know, I, I spell it with, with not H-U-N-G-R-Y. Hungry. Yeah, but with like four O's, hungry. <laughs> so I just just strive to remain, you know, in my course correcting and redirecting, I just strive to remain humble and hungry and uh, always strive to stay grounded. And for me, that, that works, you know, remembering, again, whose I am, uh, remembering the sacrifices that people have made to come mm-hmm. before me that have allowed me to be where I am and doing the things that I'm doing now. Uh, and just be appreciative of that. And so I think that really helps me, helps guide me. Uh, so that, that's, that's, that's the answer that I have for that. That's man. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And man, to build upon that, Stuart, you know, what if hey, there's got to be somebody listening right now that's like, yeah, you know, that's that sounds good in theory and conceptually I get that. But, you know, I find myself sometimes there's a detour along the way, right? Something that I didn't expect. I got to get the phone, you know, I got to plug in the new coordinates, right? I got to, in my spirit, in my emotional, my psychological state, I got to replug the coordinates because I'm off track. Talk about a time or, or people, you know, things that you've seen that, 
where you've seen that happen or felt that happen and things you did to sort of the patchwork spiritually to get back on track? I'm going to go to a situation or um, an experience. When I was younger, kind of took my eyes off of real goals, real foundations, and started making a career decision based on money mm. um, and more more control, if you will, more yeah. responsibility. So, I mean, you feed your ego, right? And so I took that job because it seemed right because it was more money. Hey, I'm going to provide more money for my family. Um, you know, it's, it's just going to give me a more experience. But what I didn't know was it was going to take a lot of time away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for three years and, and it was tough. I mean, we'd be sitting at the dinner table, my cell phone rings. I have to answer. It's my boss. Um, He's in California. It's that two-hour time difference. It's 7 o'clock and every night, you know. And so I had to to go through it for me to to learn that those things that seem good, providing more, there was was a cost. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't money. It was time. And so – I plugged along for about three years and the, the company went through some financial difficulties and, and my boss called me and said, Hey, you need to find a job. I can't save you. Mm. And had I not got that phone call, I'm not sure what would have happened because I was enjoying fruits of the, of that money, but understanding that time. And so I called some people that are close to me and said, Hey, this is the situation. I was able to go back and work for the same person I left three years prior um, when I thought that uh, grass was greener. But what I, what I learned was mine just needed mowing. Um, that grass was not greener. <laughs> I just needed to get the lawnmower out on my own and the weed eater and do some hedging. And so I went back to work for the same person um, and I gained so much more. Although I lost some money financially, I gained so much more at home. Um, I didn't miss the kids practice. I didn't miss a game. And when I was at their practice, I was at the practice. I wasn't on my cell phone responding to an email or a text. And because I, I, there was a time when I, um, you know, my, my, my now oldest at the time was, was really young and he'd get in the car and say, Daddy, did you see that? And I'm like, uh, yeah, what happened? Yeah. Uh. You know, and so I was able to actually be there. Um, and so I think, you know, as far as course correcting, it's just remembering it goes back to your roots. What's important? You know, if you get off course, it's usually because you've lost focus of what's important. And we're usually chasing something that may satisfy us on the surface or temporarily, but it's really not. And so that course correction for me is just coming back to that foundation, to those roots. And it always comes with a blessing. Um, And it may be simple as time. It may be, it may end up being more, success in the job world, more money, but oftentimes it's, it's the blessings that, that we'll never get until we come back to what's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard you say that a couple of times in this talk. So, 
you know, for that person listening that, I, you know, I'm hearing you say it's important also to establish that criteria for decision making ahead mm-hmm. of time and make yep. that be rooted in those things you talk about important. Now, yes, well, things you can do everything right. Sometimes you can make the decision based on all the right criteria and you still have to probably pu- plug in some new coordinates, right? We take a detour. Right. It's life. But what I'm hearing you say is more times than not, if we do establish that criteria on those things that matter, you know, the time with the family, our spiritual health, those kinds of things, I think more times than not, we're going to come out ahead. So Chaz, Chaz, let me throw you a curveball real quick. Cause the only reason I'm doing this, cause I know you're a curveball hitter. Okay. That's the only reason I'm doing this. So you, I'm going to put this up there and I'm going to go to this other question that kind of keeps burning in me. How do we, when I talk about perspective, because I think somebody brought up perspective, I think Stuart might have earlier, but I know Stuart or Chaz and I have talked about perspective in the past and he's got a great take on this. So here's what I want to say is how do we, when we get in the weeds, right? The day, the life, everything's coming at us. How do we go from granular, just that microscopic focus on laser focus and missing the big picture? How do we go from granular to grateful and get our perspective back on track. Man, that's a really good question. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try our best to hit this curve <laughs> to throw, but uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, I was actually, sorry, in my freshman year in college popped back in my, my mind. And uh, I can remember a curveball. Uh, the granular was thrown at me my freshman year in college. I was, I was, uh, you know, minutes away from walking away uh, from that football camp, my, my first uh, training camp in college, and uh, you know, it was it was an experience that that I never had before. I remember, you know, being so sore. I mean, even my earlobes were sore going through this camp. You guys remember <laughs> your first camp in college? I mean, it was a whole different animal. And, and, and it's going to kind of wrap back around to, to your question here in a minute. But uh, situations was happening where, you know, people that we was holding each other accountable to get through that training camp, you know, they started to drift away. Uh, I was in an uncomfortable position. There was a lot of weeds, a lot of gray areas, new experiences that was going on in it, that camp because, you know, we would go through similar things in high school, but it wasn't as, as intense, right? <laughs> I know mm-hmm. too, no, man. Right, right. It wasn't as intense as yes. it was at that next level. And it was something my head coach said every day. He would say it like hundreds of times a day that it helped me become more grateful about where I was. And, and three of the points that I want to hit off of that um, to kind of help me get out of those weeds that you was talking about and get back garden focus, you know? Yeah. And Man, what he shared was pain is temporary, giving up is forever. He would say that like a hundred times a day. Pain is temporary, giving up is forever. And whenever I think about the pain, when I think about the weeds and the distractions, I constantly go back there meaning like, this is only temporary and me giving up, that is forever. Mm-hmm. And and locking in on that. So for me, when we're talking about the, being grateful aspects of things, you know, I always just step back and, and look at where I am today. 
in that situation, it's really just stepping back. Like, man, I'm in college. You know, uh, there's a lot of people back home that don't have this opportunity. You know, um, right. I need to be grateful for where I am. Fast forward to 2021, you know, and, and we all have our stories. We can draw the line and plug in the blank of circumstances, right. situations. Yeah. But really just stepping back and it's looking at how God's blessed us, right? Like, um, you know, we're healthy, family, my, my girls are healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, God's never left me alone, you know what I mean? Even yeah. whenever, you know, there's situations where, you know, there's that fear, going back even to the fear aspects of things, the fear of rejection, the fear of the yeah. unknown, the fear of failure. Yeah. But God always shows up. His grace never fails. So, I mean, and for me, you know, having that good self-talk, uh, that's, that keeps me going back to the grateful stage, even when I'm ungrateful, is really renewing my mind. And, you know, I have mm-hmm. affirmations that I use to, kind of get me back grounded on that that whole area but wow. I, I think for me as well is you know just really understanding who God is being in the word having that accountability and truly understanding my wife doing what I'm doing yeah that helps me be more grateful yeah uh, and knowing that hey there's there's different seasons for everything so you have to adjust your while along the way yeah so being wow. open-minded for that so wow Wow, I'd say you did okay with that curveball. I'd say you did just fine. Uh, I'm going to keep throwing them, I guess. Man, no, that was great. So, uh, you know, you might be asking yourself out there, you know, why are we talking about gratitude when we're talking about redirected? And and I'll, I'll answer that by saying, look, sometimes when we redirect, we got to come back to baseline. We got to get back into what counts and keep the main thing, the main thing. When we start seeing these detours and redirections and GPS coordinates that we weren't planning on. And, you know, I hear Chaz talking about how he could have got right in that granular mindset of the pain and, and discomfort of training camp or that practice. And, and he stepped back outside himself, thankfully, because he had a good mentor that, that said something that triggered in him, but, for those of you listening, step back outside of that situation. Look at the big picture as to what is temporary, what is permanent, and what to be grateful for. And I think that'll that'll snap us out of that granular weeds perspective. So that was beautiful. All right, guys. Uh, you know, I may have to go get the the fire extinguisher because I feel it heating up. I mean, it's getting a little warm. Uh, you know, Nelly said it best. It's getting hot in here. I think. Uh, and that's right. That's how old I am. Um, so we're gonna Love. we're gonna tie a bow on this deal, and we're gonna we're gonna finish it out with F I R E, and the E is engaged. There's a world out there, guys, that we've got to stay engaged in with people uh, in those things that matter. Chip, man, Jesus walked with twelve. He could have done it by himself, right? He could have done that. So why are right connections important? Man, a quote from one of my former pastors, Pastor Danny Green, our life moves at the speed of our relationships. Mm -hmm. Let's go. You know, and you think about that. I'm going to give you one example of why it's important to be engaged and uh, have the right connections. An example is our fire session. Uh Uh-oh. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I'm thinking the same thing, Chet. 
We without this, with if you. I'm trying to do it by myself, we do nothing. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's go. And 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 you know, we we all have connected. We we are from different worlds, have different experiences, um, but we have similar core common principles, first being our faith. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that we believe in that we are like-minded and like-hearted on. And so, you know, when when you have those like you know, addition versus multiplication. Like, you know, each one of us, you know, add individually adds value to our world, right? But then now we come together. Go on. Oh man, Go. it's fire. Go. Oh wait, wait a minute. It's the fire session. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> we come together. You know, it's fire and we add more value to the world. And for me, I think that that's what it's about. You know, when we can come together, you know, we all heard teamwork makes the dream work. You know, we've all heard that, but it's so true. You know, we're here because of other people. Like we got mm-hmm. here because of other people. Mm-hmm. So that alone tells us that we we need people to help us. You know, sometimes yep. we may get a situation where we feel like we got it, but sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And if you have people around you that can help you with that and, and show you a different way or a smoother path, because of what they've experienced. And now that helps you move better and more efficiently and effectively. But it all started with you allowing yourself to be in the relationships where you can learn and grow. Fire. Let's go. go. Hey, I mean, I, I say it all the time and I think people look at me funny, but I call it blind spot brotherhood. Like yeah. I call it, Love it, I can't see everything. Like you said, yeah. I don't know what I don't know. And talking to Chip, talking to Stuart, talking to Chaz, talking to other people, text, phone call. Hey, what do you think? I mean, guys, there's, there's a world out there that needs us to engage and and doing it in our own strength. I've heard it said is us thinking too small. So we go God first. Then we go out here and go to these connections of great people like yourselves. Um, Man, what a great, what a great point. So as we, I think all the other two guys here, Chad and Stuart, would agree with what Chip said and probably just hit ditto button on that. Uh, (laughs) But I do want to ask you guys, so sometimes we can get on that island, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Stuart, talk to us about when we, you know, I I don't know if it's a pity party. I don't know if it's comparisons. I don't know if it's whatever, insecurity, whatever it is. We get on this island. Talk about initiate versus isolate talk about why or why we shouldn't isolate and how we initiate and be intentional in reaching out and having those relationships i can tell you one of the dangers of it when you do what the four of us have our individual platforms right um and a lot of it's through social media and so that that's a trap of isolation because the world is telling me i need to build a bigger brand i need to build a build a bigger platform yeah. And I need to do it, but that's dangerous because although I may have some success short-term, I'm going to make John, Chaz, and Chip mad. I'm going to lose <laughs> the friendship because I've put myself, my quote-unquote brand above the relationship, and now I'm out there by myself. And when times get tough and I want to call one of you, you're probably going to say, Stuart, who? Oh, that guy that pushed us to the side who got that torch and lit the bridge. Oh, you know, Chaz talked about building a bridge, you know, by isolating. I'm getting the torch and I'm 
and I'm lighting that bridge on fire. And so that's the danger of it. I mean, there's, you know, we could talk for another hour on sure. the dangers of the mental health of that. Yeah. Of being by myself and the, 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 the greater risk of depression and, and other things that can go and bad decisions that can go. That's how you see marriages fail. A lot of times yeah. it's because, you know, you're trying to, you isolate. Um, yeah. So I think just the initiative of these relationships right here is, you know, is, is, is one of the most important things. And I can tell you some of the, my wife thinks I'm crazy when I say this, but some of my greatest friends now are not people in my community. It's people I've met. And some of them I met through you guys. And I'll tell you just a real quick story. Two years ago, Chip and I went down to Texas High School Coaches Association convention. We did a booth yes. together. I had mm. never met Chip mm. except via Zoom and text and phone. We spent three days hanging out with people and some of the people that Chip knew because of his longtime career education yeah. and coaching came by the booth, you know, and so he connected me with them. I connected him with different people. Yeah. And so there's friends today that I still talk to almost on a weekly or biweekly basis that I met there that don't live in my own community and they pour into me. And I think that's having those people in your life kind of builds that wall around you to keep you from isolate. Yeah. Absolutely. Kinda, you know, because if I go a month without communicating with a couple of them, I'm going to get an earful. That's good. You know, hey, what's going on? Is there anything? Is What's yeah, wrong? It's good you know, stuff. and, you know, I think that's, that's the key is when you have those people in your life, you're not going to isolate because they're not going to let you. Yep. Yep. And, and that's so good, man. Having those people, uh, it's, it's insulation versus isolation ship alike there you go one. insulation it's so that's the insulation word. you get those good people around you it's insulation right yeah. instead of isolation so jazz man you i know you so i want to say this earlier but this is all texas folk now you know chip right. i mean chaz chaz moved to texas not too long ago now he's getting connected right he kind of had to understand the real benefits of this in a new landscape but spiritually he's already connected with a bunch of folk up in texas right now and all over the country so talk about the value Chaz, of of that in a new place even and and trying to build your ministry talk about that that's an awesome question and thank you yeah you hit it right on the nail when if you go a new place a new environment and wanting to grow based on for, for so for who's listening the reason that i moved to texas is i'm helping assist with a church plant so there's a lot of work networking goes involved with that and in order for you know that harvest to grow and and for you to be intentional about growing god's kingdom you have to connect you have to get out and make the, mm -hmm. those relationships so and part of that for me even going back to north carolina that was uh, some inconsistency with that. And that was one of my faith moves to help me grow from a spiritual aspect to learn how to build those relationships. Because, you know, going back to even when I was, you know, young Chaz growing up, you know, I, I was more into that isolated uh, type deal, that, that environment early mm -hmm. on in life. And, you know, I can speak hours on different traumas and dramas and circumstances that put me in that position, but, you know, I was more prone to that environment of, of being isolated. But again, 
thinking about being incarcerated, right? When somebody get in trouble on a yard, where do they put them at? They put them in isolation, right? Uh, because what? That's going to be more detrimental, more sabotaging than them being even out in the environment because what you're trapped with your thoughts and that's even a more mental health aspect of things and <laughs> negative approach to life anyways. And, and you know, there was on a baby, you know, they, they put a baby in isolation and only uh, fed that baby and not give it any type of interaction. What happened to that baby? It died because mm. it didn't have no connection. So I guess where I'm getting at with all that is, you know, we are born as human beings to feed off of connecting. And for me going on my journey into my adulthood, I learned that whole aspect even better and even more of I have to be more intentional about reaching out to good men like these guys on this on this camera with me and, and just being intentional about building those relationships because you know it's so easy for Chaz Jackson to uh, hit the snooze button when it's just about me or put that project off or not finish that book or, or that, that blog or you know go after what God's calling me to do but whenever I know that I got chip uh, looking for me to, to really be intentional on uh, completing that task, that's gonna make me more intentional and, and it's gonna be more fulfilling like with Stuart or John even getting on this panel tonight, you know, this afternoon, you know, that gives us more energy and more motivation. And man, whenever we're in that state of mind, going back to the whole church aspects of things as well, you know, that whole serving, right? Build, building that connection, right. man, that's, that's what we put here to do, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. true fulfilling uh, for me and in my point of view is, awesome. is that serving and connecting. So, Ooh, yes, sir, man, the 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 anchor leg of that relay, Chip, Mr. Chad Jackson. Um, hey, I got to say. Part of the the fool's gold that's out there right now is we can feel connected on our device, can't we? We can feel connected by liking following, whatever, texting even. But I think the true, nothing wrong with all that, but the true connection is being intentional of reaching out to people, even if we're you know not as close maybe as we are, but there's people out there that need to hear the gospel by our actions, that need to see Jesus in us, that we need to reach out to and be servant leaders, like Chaz said. And uh, man, I'm going to go around real, this, this has been awesome. We, we, we hit all the, all the four walls of this fire drill, man. We just lit them up, torched them. And I think the audience can walk away different, but I'm going to go around the horn on a lightning round of where people can find you and some of your resources. We're going to go chip first, Mr. Baker. Yes, sir. Well, for me, uh, all of my social media is chip Baker T S C as in the success chronicles except for Twitter and that's Chip Baker 19 and you know all of you know books uh, you can contact me through there I'm pretty you know responsive on social media uh, but you know the main thing is like normal thing like people say like follow subscribe all those things yeah that's that's great but for me if you go on and you see some of that positive inspiration and motivation that you like I just ask that you would just share with someone that you love and care about to help make their world be better so that's me Absolutely. thank you again John for the opportunity Hey, thank you. I was blessed tremendously. Uh, Stuart, tell us where we can find your podcast and any resources you might be working on, man. 
the main thing is go to our website, allinsportsoutreach.org, or if you go Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the usernames may be a little different. Just in the search bar, just type in all in sports outreach. Um, and you know, one of my favorite parts of that is interacting with people. It's so like Chip said, just shoot us a message. Um, yeah. Look at my personal Twitter on there as well, as Stuart318. Um, I love to just interact with people. Um, I just think that's what that's what we need more of in the world. Um, you know, is is pouring into each other and just relationships across the country. We have that capability now, and so um, yeah, check us out. Um, I'd love to hear from you. It's good. It's good. Solid gold, Mr. Chaz Jackson. Where can we find you, sir? Yes, yeah, so, so you can find me on my website at chazjacksonspeech.org. Email me at chaz at chazjacksonspeech.org. Um, social media platforms at Chaz Jackson Speaks, uh, Twitter at Chaz Jackson 44. And, and I, I agree with what these giants are talking about as well. We're here to help, we're here to support. Any way we can add value to you, just know that I'm here. Uh, we wanna see you succeed. We wanna see your wildest dreams come true. You are gifted differently to make a difference and, and any way that we can water that seed of greatness that's inside of you so you can bring that fruit forward and serve it to people in your environment. Hey, we're here to do that. That's so good. Yeah, audience, hey, it's been another amazing experience with these guys. Uh, our gold session hit it out of the park one more time. The fire drill was hot, of course. And, uh, hey, I hope you got something out of it. Uh, you won't find more authentic people than what you saw today. And the transparency is real. Uh, there's nothing fake, nothing plastic about these guys. They're real guys, and they they actually genuinely – want to be a resource for you. They want to provide you with the opportunity to walk this out. Love God, lead courageously, and uh, just, you know what? Trust him. Trust him even more than you do right now. So with that audience, be blessed. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be baby. All I have to do is think of me and I be so Support.